conversation between four sisters about food, friends, life and love. Let's start the show. <laughs> Hi, my name is Rufilwe. Together with my sisters, we'd like to invite you to a seat at our table. <laughs> that sounds okay. Okay, right. <laughs> so when we first decided to sit down and have this conversation, we realized that there are four of us and each of us brings something different to the table. So our sisterhood began with Tabile. Yes, I was the first. <laughs> oh, the original. And obviously very proud of it. <laughs> and then myself, Tabang. And then our younger sister, Tibelo, and our younger sister, Rufile. Yeah. Yeah. I'm going to be very honest. I don't really know what I bring to the table. So I'm just going <laughs> to... That's all good. So all I'm going to do is do my best. And then along the way, hopefully, Middle if we child. gain a few more listeners, <laughs> people can tell us so what, th- what they think I bring to the table. Okay. So to start us off, um, Rufile is going to ask um, a very simple question. And I think that the best way to introduce ourselves to people is by sharing a little bit of who we are and our personalities. Okay, so what do you think is your signature dish? Okay, Tavi goes first because you came out the womb first. Well, um, mine's definitely flapjacks. I've been making flapjacks since I was little. I can make them with my eyes closed. <laughs> I recently watched Mary Berry put them on <laughs> TV. Oh, so I'm to tell you, Tavi's actually not a 60-year-old woman. She, <laughs> she, she really loves Mary Berry. You had me confused. <laughs> I mean, we're all Mary Berry party. Oh, yeah, I remember that. Anyway, yeah, so flapjacks is, is mine. To be fair, I'd say baking in general. I think you do it at anything that you try. Yes, but flapjacks I can make for sure. That's my signature signature. If anyone asked me to make something, it would be that. Or the same fridge lemon cheesecake I've been making. I remember well. when we were little, Tubby used to drag a chair so that she could reach the sugar and the, <laughs> and the egg. She's still short. <laughs> <laughs> but she was so determined to make flapjacks at that point. Because a family friend had given us the, the recipe. recipe yeah. And I also think that it also speaks to how the world has changed and things keep changing, but you have stuck to your flapjacks. And the fun thing is, is I still actually have that flapjack mix and I've also been using the, the same, same mix. recipe. Yeah. yeah. Mm. It hasn't changed. And what is the recipe? It's like flour and... No, it's, it's, a, it's a cup of flour, yeah. half a cup of milk. No, it's one cup of milk. Well, no, the actual recipe says half a cup of milk, but okay. you do need to pour a little bit more. You need a pinch of salt. You need three teaspoons of sugar. Yeah. And a teaspoon of baking powder, a tablespoon of baking powder. Yeah. Yeah. Wow. Okay. She's, she's not lying. And, and that's it. So you mix it up and, and when lay it in the pan, wait for it to bubble, flip it over, and you have a meal. When I triple it, <laughs> I do three cups of flour, three cups of milk, three tablespoons of baking powder, nine tablespoons of sugar, and then three pinches of salt. Okay. There you go. Do you want to tell them why you triple it? Um, because there's too many people in this family. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, there's six of us. Yeah, there's a lot. Okay, Tippy, what's your... So I'm a bread maker. Um, That's true. Do I you like your... Your yeah, I like your rosemary. My name is Tepang. I like um, your rosemary bread. Mm. And um, so my mom gave us the recipe for Maguña um, a few years ago, and it's really crazy because it's pretty similar to Tubby's recipe for flapjacks. Oh, really? Uh-huh. Mm. So it's uh, four cups of flour... Um, one packet of yeast, three tablespoons of sugar, a pinch of salt, hot water. And it's also patience. So bread making, um, especially for this bread recipe, you need to be able to wait at least an hour for the mm. 
mixture to rise and you also have to be patient with your hands because sometimes they'll get a bit full of dough or flour and if you if you're the sort of person who cannot stand a little discomfort or a little bit of um messiness messiness i think that it's it's a recipe that that takes a long time to get used to Mm -hmm. and today i actually saw zola and nene had the most clean um, maguena recipe I've ever seen so it's pretty much the same recipe for bread as for maguena and I think that speaks a lot to my personality that I'm very adaptable um, that even when things seem to go a certain way that I hadn't planned I seem to find another way of making it work so you know like with bread it doesn't flop like Rufino yeah. was talking about the 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 what do we call it Mediterranean bread mm. so what I would do is if it didn't look as pretty on the top as I'd wanted. I would just um, grate some cheese, mm. you know, put some garlic in a pan, fry it with a little oil, pour it over the top, and it would create an entirely different meal altogether. Yeah. And so for me, I suppose that signature dish speaks to the reality that, you know, it's adapt or die. Because like, my gran always calls me Scotch as well. Like, Scotch never die. Yeah. <laughs> Make a plan. Yeah, Scotch Keep it moving. Yeah. And you, Pitty, what is your signature dish? So I'm Dibello and my sisters call me Petty because my second name is Peteho and I really don't know what my signature dish is but I'll I would, tell you yours actually I'm not Potato bag. Mm, I think it's just because you like it but I, I think <laughs> a signature dish is also something that the person enjoys making and like I would say that my signature dish out of being a varsity student is and scrambled eggs. Mm, no, because I do that needles. as well. Okay, guys, well, <laughs> I'll say it's not it, popcorn. <laughs> <laughs> ha, 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 ha. Okay, so I try to make popcorn and I can't make it that well anymore. Haha, ha, I'm a joke. <laughs> <laughs> I think it's probably spaghetti bolognese. Like, okay, not just recently, but last year as well. So good. Oh, you do make very good pasta. That's you do. Just like I need to make it all the time for mm. school and stuff. And it's always very saucy. I love it. I love I love pasta so much. I, I honestly wish I could give like so much to pasta, but I can only do so much. Yeah. And that's how I get really excited whenever we get new, like you know, when people bring Parmesan cheese and like mm, all yum. these mm. other ways to make it interesting. Because I think as yeah, a table sh- <laughs> 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 walking away, she's in fire. Fun <laughs> fact about the Modisana family is that there is a pasta called La Modisana that we. So La Molisana. Molisana. They, whatever. And La Molisana. The same. So if you know, if you find us, please can you pay us for our service? I tried to make lasagna with that pasta, but we didn't have the recipe, so I basically just failed. But it was fun to use something with our name on it. Yeah. Well, I enjoyed your the mince that you made with the spaghetti bolognese petit last year. I remember it was it was very um like spicy. It was delicious. I love spicy food. I don't know what it is like. I think is I'm because you're Miami. To... You got a spicy side. <laughs> I think I, I think so. But I think I'm gonna have to tame some of my recipes down. Like you know, the other day when I made shrimp pasta. It was hot, bro. Yeah. It was hot. Okay, so what is your signature dish? <laughs> spaghetti bolognese. Okay, wonderful. Yeah. Coming through with it. What's yours, Um, I think I'm really good at chicken. To be honest. Like, chicken is my thing. Really? So, you should see the way it's It's like, no, remember that time? I made, like, I I made engagement chicken. Yeah. Like, with, like, rosemaries and thyme and garlic and white wine sauce. Like, it was a type of chicken, like, if somebody ate it, they'd want to marry me. And, like, since you were six. That's so much pressure on the chicken. You must have been six when you made it. I mean, really, it, it was a good chicken. Um, with the potatoes, oh, I can think about it. But like now, because I buy chicken breasts, because I don't do that um thigh and thigh and drum. 
Fine. Jump stick. Yeah, I don't do that combo because I don't eat the whole chicken. So I buy chicken breast. And then you just get like butter chicken mixes. I like pick and pay as one if you want to make a stew because it's very watery. It's a dry packet one. But um, I think... Do you guys no. think it's still cooking if you if you use... Um, no, so no, mixers. N- and let me tell you what you do. You come with your, your onions, dice your onions really nicely. I usually put um in a pan because I mean I cook for one person, I'm not like gonna use the whole packet. Um I dice my onions, I dice my green peppers, I do a little bit of saute. Mm, yeah. Mm. Spice that. Saute with like some shitty um, shoulders. <laughs> What's going on? Because I'm just <laughs> passionate about my butter chicken. gonna fly away. <laughs> <laughs> And then I spice that, and then I put my chicken in um, after I've spiced it up. Um, and then it cooks on its own like that. So then I add my butter chicken mix, and then it's a great dish, and you can take it to school. So. Oh, that's fun. <laughs> I mean, really, it's not that messy. Okay, next question. So speaking of school, actually, I'm really glad that you brought that up. So I am aware that in the southern hemisphere of the world, it's harvest season for olives and grapes and for a lot of agricultural products. And I know that you've been working basically your whole life to get to this point where you're now in university and you're seeing some of your dreams come true. It's a good time. So, you know, Mm -hmm. (laughs) is it your harvest season? And what is it that you feel that you're harvesting from everything that you've planted and and throughout all these years? I think I'm harvesting my talents, my experience, just because right now, I mean, I'm in first year, but I managed to do a lot throughout these three months. I mean, I've gotten onto TixFM, not as an official yeah, news shout, broadcaster, shout, but shout, 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 shout. I'm doing my training, I'm I'm involved, I'm there day to day. And I've always, I also think that's just something that I've always wanted to branch into. Radio is very interesting to me. So I feel like I had the courage to apply and go there. Mm. And school's doing school's going well. I mean I'm so happy for you. Law is law is fun. It's boring. Law of persons is boring. But yeah. jurisprudence is fun, man. Tell me what you think the dif- what what is the difference? Um I think it's my lecturer. Yeah. Like high key relax. <laughs> <laughs> but I think the 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 more energy that they bring to True. the lecture room, the more information that we get, like the more they don't put us down but pick us up it also mm-hmm. it helps with the fact that i want to study for this subject i want to learn more about this i actually want to go to the consultation hours and just have a convo about what i'm learning so i feel like my harvest is just my talent i've got a great voice i've got really good ideas um i'm ready Confident. to i'm ready to succeed in my field eh? like it's gonna happen for me that's so lovely and my experience because i think i'm well read i can speak well I come from a really good family where we are able to have conversations. So I have intellect. I'm able to have those conversations. Oh, girl, have And nothing, nothing's going to... It's very nice to sit next to <laughs> Nothing's going to like hold me down in terms of saying what I want to say and doing what I want to do. And I feel like that tenacity is something you need to so, succeed. Mm. So your harvest has a high yield. How about you too? What's in your harvest? You know what? I was kind of hoping Pity would go next. Because after that, <laughs> I don't know. But I feel um, well. I've been working pretty much my whole life, um, and one thing that I realized is when you do nothing but work, you don't ever have time to stop and pause and go. Oh, something really great happened. So a few months ago, I had the opportunity to travel internationally for the first time because of work, and. 
you know, it's for the first time for work, for yeah, work. for work purposes. And so last year, I remember I got invited um, to Hermanus, and I actually was part of a Harvest. It was yeah. one of the most rewarding experiences of my life to be on my knees and what pick grapes at the crack of dawn, and then also to spend the evening with the winemaker and with the interns and and see the hard work that mm. goes into creating an agricultural product. Yeah. Um, and then at the same time. I think sitting at the table with one of our country's best journalists, um, she was a writer when I was very young, so to read her work mm -hmm. as I was growing up and then be able to sit at the table with her. I mean, I think Zotwa Kumalo is one of the most clever women. Yes. And then at the end of the experience, I got to read her work. But one of the other journalists that they invited was a guy called Llewellyn Lambert. So Llewellyn won the Veritas Young Wine Writer of the Year um, subsequently to the year that I did. I think he won it two years later. And one thing that really opened my heart is when he won, he phoned me. I remember I was standing right in his kitchen mm -hmm. and I got the phone call and I thought, you know, he could have called anyone in the world and for him to have thought, I need to share this good news with you. And so I remember last year going on that trip and thinking I needed two days away, but the two days was obviously for work. So it wasn't a holiday, but those two days of also harvesting grapes, but also harvesting um, years of grinding and not really knowing and not really seeing and standing with the man who is called you know the patriarch of South African Pinot Noir so yeah. Peter Finlayson was one of the first um, to plant Pinot Noir in South Africa and so for them to think of me and say you know we want to see you and we want to have you part of this harvest season and Chris um, the new winemaker is taking over from him sharing with me his methods and, and what he is trying to innovate and it's a science so standing in his lab with him was fascinating yeah. and then spending the evening with chef stefan who was so generous every night you know he cooks for the tolman family so for him to spend that kind of time cooking for our small group was so rewarding was it nice it was so delicious nice. so the one night for what example, did they make for everything mm -hmm. the one night we went to the beach we went to Kwaiwata, and they made us a beach paella and then afterwards he made the most like meringue meringue yummy dessert thing but everything was you know you would think that oh, i can try and attempt but he's a chef so like was the problem that you like weren't carrying a tupperware oh yeah it's <laughs> possible also that i was a bit shy to, you know to start to start pagaring for my family <laughs> But anyway, so I think that, you know, my whole thing is um, it's such a blessing to keep working, especially in this economy, that my harvest is the fact that I can keep finding work. And um, despite what work looks like. So five, ten years ago, you would have thought that working in media meant going to an office every day. And I tried that. Yeah. I worked in a media house and we produced work and we had a production line and we produced magazines. But it looks very different now. Now you see influencers and they're entire companies on their own. They yes. hire agents and managers and they pay photographers. They're media companies. Yes. They are, you know, so now sitting back and going, without even that infrastructure, I'm so blessed that I'm able to keep working yes. for, yes, very little money, but it is a harvest to be able to keep reaping more work. And, and for me, um, yes, there have been you know, things that never worked out or things that didn't happen or plans or dreams that I'm still waiting for and fingers crossed they'll come, you know, true soon. But the real harvest is being able to go, okay, despite, like you were saying, that tenacity, despite yes. things not working, I'm going to keep my head down and keep I'm going to keep harvesting. Love to see it. And for you, Pinky, what is your harvest? I was thinking Tabi could go next. Okay. <laughs> it's not an easy one. It's not a... 
Guys, must have more self confidence, eh? Yeah, sounds like you. Have yeah, that. you have so much. Yeah, so much can I have enough for all of us? <laughs> um, I think I want to say that there are ways in which I'm really, really blessed, and I guess that is my harvest. I um, I'm I'm very happy to be working. Yes, I think that you have a great job. Mm, yeah, but just, but but yeah, and I think that generally I find it incredibly rewarding. I'm lucky that I enjoy human beings and I get to be around them and discover them. Um, but I think that for right now, um, my my harvest might just be that you guys are thriving so much. I think oh, I've spent a lot of time raising lovely. kids, mm-hmm. um, raise and and putting a lot of efforts into family. Mm-hmm. So I'm very. Uh, yeah, just to to put it quite um, oh, succinctly, <laughs> that you guys are doing well. That's that's what I want to see. Thanks, dude. Oh, Appreciate that's it. Very um, I would say my harvest would probably be. I think I once thought that I discovered myself. I think it was in twenty fifteen when I went to Berlin, mm. and then I was like oh, I really know who I am now and all this stuff because of just being by yourself because my family... So please explain, you know, for those who don't know what you went to Berlin to do. I went for an exchange program. I was an exchange student. In grade... Grade 9. So you're like... like At the end of grade 9. So you're like 16. Like 16 going to a foreign country. Yeah, I was was like 16. Um, And then... From continents. Yeah, and I'd never been out of the country before. And the first time out of the country, I'm like... Was there to, to go live? To I go think, live were you the first one of the sister group to go overseas? Yes. Yeah, definitely Europe. Yeah. Yeah, well. So then, I, I think I just thought that... I don't think I thought I knew it all, but I think by the time I came back, I had like a... I thought I had a pretty clear idea of like what, who I am and where I'm going. And then I had some kind of like crisis in my first year of university. Mm-hmm. Um... Don't feel. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like really exciting to go to varsity, but just a lot happens. And I think now in my third year, um, I think I finally reached my harvest in terms of knowing what I want personally and what I want out of life itself. Mm. Mm. And I don't think I'm ever going to like stop reaping the harvest if that makes sense yeah because there's just so much to do there's so many new people to meet i'm very grateful for all the friends in my life and but i just believe that yeah i just believe that we'll carry on making mistakes you'll find new things that are more interesting than what you're doing now that's true and so for those that don't know i'm very fascinated by your studies um you're majoring in um, I'm a so triple major. So now I used to major in economics, but like, you know, that's not cute. Yeah. So then <laughs> it's my minor now, but I major in psychology, politics and law. Okay. And then I take um, management, which is like business and brand management and economics as my minors. Alrighty. Yeah. Um, so I have a question for you guys. Mm-hmm. Maybe you need to think about it, maybe not. But what's the last thing that you made that surprised you? Sure, what is that question? I wish I had a baby, it would actually make me laugh. <laughs> <laughs> I'd be like, ooh. Um, well, I think personally, yeah. mine was, um, um, so I bought flapjack mix. <laughs> um, but I don't have a mixing bowl. And so I girl, to, what did you think was gonna nah. happen? So I had to get eggs because I didn't eat eggs. I had like six, and I like gave three away. 
But I had to, yeah. <laughs> yeah, I gave them to my friend. <laughs> I gave them to my friend because I don't need eggs. So I had to like take like two of my scaftines and then divide the flapjack mix and then just also divide like the measurements between them. And in the end, it was a really good mix. So that's what you were surprised by? Yeah. Okay. I thought it was going to fail. I was like, well, after this, then I have to go like outside and like go get breakfast or something. So that's good. I made, I, the last thing I made was a, was a lemon dessert. I found the recipe on BBC. It was amazing. And I really thought it might turn into a lemony meringue. Mm. Does this have to be food? I don't no, know. No, it doesn't okay. have to be. But that was the last thing that, that actually surprised me. <laughs> I'm old. Not back surprises me. Um... Was the and so it turned out well. The only thing I didn't like so much about it was the way that it looked. Okay. I tried to take a photo because it was just so delicious. Um, oh, but I it, remember. Yeah, it you know what? That was I... the last dessert I made for the two of you before you left. For to... One of the things that you made that surprised me was that gin and tonic. Oh, that's um, delicious. Cheesecake? No, but that, that thing was good. It was, but it was potent, dog. I swear I had a headache for so <laughs> long. Okay, Zibi? You know, to be honest, so I've been eating quite humbly. <laughs> and I think I've been surprised by how I've been able to scale back my life. Um, so yesterday, for example, I made pap and komazi. And it surprised me because I think... You know, so we keep talking about health conscious and body conscious. And yes, I try to be semi-conscious about what I ingest. Um, but I, you know, because of the work I do, I often eat very well. Um, and I, I eat... You know, and the family come from... And the family, well. no, no. But I just mean like in, at work or when I have a, a press event, I eat so, so to come home and eat so humbly, I think it often surprises me that... Um, when I cook for myself, it's, it's sometimes just the most basic thing that brings me comfort. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, and um, so yesterday when I made this papin gomazi, I, I think I first created it out of hunger. But I think right now, because the world is such a scary and shocking place, it surprised me to find such comfort yes. in it. Yes. You know? Really? Mm. I find comfort in it every week. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but um, I think the most surprising thing that I made... It was probably um when I was still at school, I had a task to do for my friend. So she studies journalism. Shout out to Nosipo. Was this chicken feet? Mataba. Yes, I made chicken feet, mm-hmm. and they tasted amazing. And I've never eaten them before. And I didn't even look up a recipe. I was just like, you know what? I'm pretty sure the bo- the flesh has to fall off the bone. So what I'm gonna do is I'm going. What to flesh, make- dog? Cause that's skin. I'd like to know. No, but really, you eat differently to other people. You must understand. That's that. like, fine, but where's I don't mind where's the meat? It. On the bone. Can okay. I finish? So, basically, I boiled it in beef broth. Mm. And then we made, like, normal um, chicken stew. We, like, we made normal chicken stew for people that don't eat chicken feet. Mm. Because the point of it was for her to know... Um, she needed to take pictures of indigenous food, basically, for a little project. Mm. And we were like, okay, sure. So, probably we make dombolo, right? Yes. And we couldn't find that little, you know, the, what's that thing? That little pot, like the little bowl that you put in the pot. Like that ceramic one. Mm, so yeah. Is that the material? The enamel. So the enamel. To, yeah, so I had to call um, Makulu mm. to ask her if we can use it. Yeah. And then she was like, yeah, sure. And when I got there, she showed me how we have to cover one part of it because hers has holes. Oh, sure. So we were like, you know, we're actually so scared that we're going to get it wrong. 
So I found out how to make dombolo by using the pot where yeah. the meat's already in and then making balls and, just and like, putting it in yeah, the pot. Yeah, that's, that's generally how it would But I didn't know that because that's not how we make it at yeah, home. Yeah, that's, that's a different... Sure. So I was just really like, we were really crossing our fingers because the meal cost so much money yeah. altogether. So we were really crossing our fingers that this thing is going to work out. And it was the most delicious thing. It was so comforting, especially after being at school for such a long time. That's nice. One of the things that also surprised me, which shouldn't surprise me, is that... <laughs> no, it's because, like... It shouldn't. It shouldn't. Huh? Because, like, my parents love me, to be honest. Mm-hmm. And, like, mommy came over, like, one Sunday. And, and she gave me porridge. No, she didn't give me She got me... She gave me um lamb stew. But, like, it was lamb shank. And like just not with the like she had the butcher take off the the meat off the bone and she made it with love and I just feel like she also brought rolls and it was very simple because she was in my space um for like the second or third time she was there and she was relaxed and I was like would you like me to pack it for you and I did and we we had like bread and like butter and, for you. yeah and beef stew and we just sat there and like spoke and it was it was different to me because. I, I don't know, we usually sit at a really big table and I have very high expectations for mommy and daddy. I wouldn't expect them to sit in my little nook and Aww. like drink Did coffee. You call your house a nook? Yeah, dog, it is! <laughs> With my pink cutlery. Um, so I just think at the same time, I'm very humble and very blessed to have you guys and just to have oh, my parents nice. and just be able to have you guys over all the time because I love you. Oh, it sounds like you got a tear in your throat. <laughs> that sounds so cheesy. Okay, so I just wanted to, before um, yeah, to we wrap, wrap up, up, I just wanted to thank you for all coming to the table. Because yeah. I know it's not always easy and everyone has a lot going on in their lives. So it's very generous of you guys to make the time. It's a good time. Mm. And I hope that in future we'll be able to share more of our conversations. Yes, definitely. Because this is a safe space. This was fun. Well, guys, that sounded very therapy. <laughs> thank you. So <laughs> Bye. <laughs> Welcome back. This week's side serving is a special conversation with our mother. Here is this week's dinner time conversation. Their Instagram. They were these hot girls when we were young. They were like yeah, they were like top models. A wife it what what is that thing? Oh, they were HFM. dating, and they were dating. Remember? Mm, they were dating. They were hot, wonder bra girls, all that. Mm. She said, "Um, on her thing." No, 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 I saw it on Instagram. Remember she said, "Kerry and Tracy McGregor, the models." They were the like they were the. They were yeah. Big blonde hair, <coughs> blue eyes. No, on, <laughs> on the magazines. I just can't even remember. If H M and that, Maxim. So she says, um. You must never chase a guy, but for a guy with muscles and a tattoo, I might just talk. <laughs> she says she will never chase a guy, but for a guy with muscles and tattoo, she might just power walk. Which tattoo will make her so old? Clearly, the one that she's currently with. She's feeling. I don't think you should chase people. Mm. And I don't think you should put yourself in a position of competition. You know, sometimes the judges know who the winner is. So the winner's already established at that moment when you meet. And men know. A guy knows who he wants. Exactly. Exactly. And he knows. Like I said, now I'll frustrate, I'll see a good How? And you also know. No, I'm not saying who right. But you also but know. But he'll do it. And mm-hmm. he knows and he'll be back. And he'll be busy pushing. And he knows he wants but to But maybe, yeah. 
maybe even if you're someone's spillion, they still have to treat you with respect. That's some what days, I was going to say. Not, some people only come back because you make yeah. yourself available. No, that's saying the same thing. thing. That, that is obviously... You'll know when you've been treated wrong. Exactly. exactly. They know. What's about handling? But it's a situation of when a man wants something, he's going to get it. But yeah. you must drop it. And when he doesn't want Mama something, it's not going to happen. Remember when we watched that thing so of that's Grey Pops? So that's why gets us problem. But game it's about when gets us problem. When he wants you, you'll make it known. Remember that, 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 that documentary we watched on Great Pops of Africa? How that wild cat was playing with its its dinner. Mm. How it picks up the mouse, then drops it the mouse. Mm. Then it will play a little game of cat That's and mouse. Rude. Yeah, it wants to see if the mouse is gonna poison it. <laughs> I was like, okay. No, it's not about cats, honestly. <laughs> no, 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 but it made me think of that. Mm. People think that, like, this, you have to have, like, a test of endurance for someone. No. I really don't <clears throat> think you're supposed to Love suffer. is not supposed to hurt, no. If it's if it's now painful and stressful, I'm saying that's us though. But there are people that mm. honestly think that long suffering is through the good times and the bad. Mm. I really don't think the bad times need to lead to like you being vulnerable. Mm. No, 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 no. Okay, anyway, anything to contribute? <laughs> <laughs> Your experience? Ooh. <laughs> 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 Let us know. I don't know. I like boys who like me back. Same. Same. Because if you don't, then it's just going to be hard to man. It's making like a trip with Toria. No, and, and, and it's got to, you know, Kono asked me one question. Do you think he loves you? I don't know why I'm asking you. See, it's the guy. Kono's always said that. Otherwise, it's true, though. It's true, though.